to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I am so excited about this week's episode. I actually have an interview um, with a Facebook ads expert, and she does such a great job in this interview uh, breaking down Facebook ads to a really basic level. And so we had some great discussion, and what you're going to learn in this episode is all about the power of Facebook advertising for your small business, as well as you know how to grow your email list, how to... Um, how to target your audience so that if you're a, whether you're a local business or you are a business that's really focused in one specific area, you can target people that would be interested in your offering and what you're in your freebie and whatever that looks like. And um, take a lot of the fear out of Facebook advertising. And I know there is a lot of fear when it comes to doing something new and, um, jumping on board with something, but Facebook advertising is so powerful and it's a really great bang for your buck. And so today's guest is going to walk us through uh, the really simple breakdown of Facebook ads. So let me introduce our guest. And one of the first things that she's going to tell you in this uh, interview, her name is Samantha Pilling, by the way, and she is the founder and owner of Bite Me Marketing, which is a little bit cheeky, as she'll mention. Uh, but one of the first things she's gonna talk about in this episode is how important it is for you to know who your ideal client is. And so I want to uh, let you know about a freebie that I've created to help you do just that. So if you aren't familiar with your ideal client, I recommend you go over and grab my new resource uh, from alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client, which will walk you through identifying all of the key features of your ideal client, including who they are, what their problems are, how how you can differentiate yourself, how to um, create what's called your USP, unique selling proposition and really stand out from your competitors and know how to target in on your messaging, your marketing, and your success with the people that you want to work with. So a little bit about Sam is that, first of all, she's from the UK, so she has a delightful little accent that you guys are going to enjoy today, but she started in uh, marketing and media 24 years ago. She's done both traditional and digital media, and she was an early adapter and evangelist for digital marketing and media specifically. Uh, During the dot-com boom and crash of the late 90s, she helped brands with their social media strategy Um, starting in 2002, which was about two years before Facebook was even born. And so, like I said, she's a gal of uh, origination and she's been in it through the long haul. About five years ago, she set up her own consultancy, Bite Me Marketing, and she specifically helps small businesses leverage the power of Facebook so that they can reach new customers, supercharge their sales, and bring consistency to the turnover in their business and in um, their team. So please help me welcome to the show with all excitement and enthusiasm, Samantha Pilling. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I am so grateful that we have a surprise guest today and I cannot wait for her to uh, come on and share her knowledge. So it is unusual for me to have a guest on the podcast, but this is somebody I'm hoping will be a regular for our podcast. 
Uh, her name is Sam Pilling, and she is from the UK, so you will love listening to her voice. Um, and she's an expert on Facebook ads. She started her business way back before social media even was a thing in doing social media strategy. So before there was even a Facebook, Sam was in the, in the gig. And now uh, she really focuses on Facebook ads and helping local and small businesses grow their businesses through strategically using Facebook advertising. So I invited her on today because I want to uh, have her enlighten you all to the advantages of how to use Facebook advertising correctly. So welcome to the show, Sam. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I'm so grateful you're here and my audience is going to be so excited to uh, learn from you today. Thank you for having me. So I did a very brief introduction, but I would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your story and why you're so passionate about Facebook advertising. Okay, I have been, so I've been in media marketing for 24 years, obviously a very young child when I started. And I started off in traditional media, in TV, and then moved over to digital media back in, oh, 1999, year 2000, back when it was classed as new media, and it would never catch on. It was this newfangled thing. And as you said in the intro, I uh, was helping brands with kind of to work out where, what social media was, these groups of people that were joining around a common interest online and communities and forums, and how those brands could then uh, engage authentically in those in those forums and groups and how they could grow their own tribes and that was across all sorts of verticals such as you know um, uh, women's sort of women's interests that sounds, <laughs> sounds quite old-fashioned I would say it that way but kind of like one of the first online um, women's portals like a, a women's magazine online and um, then moving into sport so over in the UK um, and I'm going to say football because I know you guys call it soccer, but over here it's football. So pretty much working with all the football clubs in the UK, um, helping them understand their tribes online and how they could monetize these audiences. Uh, into parenting, working for an American company, Baby Center, Johnson & Johnson. And then six years ago, coming up to six years ago, um, decided that I wanted to set up my own sort of small consultancy and help small businesses to leverage the power of Facebook to, to grow their businesses and to find new customers, engage with existing customers, and get some sales, bring some money in. Well, that, that is a great place to start. So what a great place to um, end your intro. And one thing we didn't mention was the name of your company, and I will link to it in the show <laughs> notes, but let's, um, let's throw that out there because it's such a great name. Yeah, I think it's probably a little bit ruder in America than it is over here, but it's Bite Me Marketing. I like it. <laughs> Meant to be cheeky, not rude. No, I like it. It's fun. It's a good play on words. Um, so I will link that up to the, in the show notes. You guys can reach out and find Sam on all of her social media um, links and her website. But let's jump into the interview. And, um, you know, a lot of people listening, Facebook ads are intimidating. They don't know where to start. They're like, oh, it's going to cost me a ton of money. I'm, there's a little bit of trepidation about, you know, Facebook ads versus Google ads. And sometimes you can get into a Google ad plan and it ends up racking up hundreds and thousands of dollars. And then you look at it and you're like, what have I done? So let's talk a little bit about the advantages of using Facebook over, say, some other type of advertising. Yeah, sure. Well, kind of like before I say specifically why Facebook, um, the qu first question you kind of need to ask yourself is, well, where, where are my customers hanging out? Where should I be? 
And then what can I afford to invest time and money in, in actually going and reaching them? And because whether it's time or money or both, the more time or money you have to invest, the more places you can be. So first of all, have a look where your customers are, where are they hanging out, how much time and money have I got, and then I'm going to go and hang out. If you've got lots of time and money, go and hang out everywhere they are. If you've got less budgets, go and pick one place and and absolutely dominate it. So why Facebook over the others? Well, Facebook is still the the 800-pound gorilla. It's still the big player in the market. And as much as there's some kind of like young, up-and-coming social media platforms nipping at its heels, it's still the big guy out there. There are something like 69% of all American adults are using Facebook and using it regularly. They're on there for about 37 minutes a day. And for a lot of them, not going on Facebook is like not brushing their teeth in the morning. It's, it's a regular part of their day. Therefore, your customers are going to be there. Facebook has got the reach. And if you're not there, your, your competition are going to be there. So I would suggest you at the very least sort of take a look at it. But not only is, does it have the reach, not only does it have this huge number of people that are actually using it, it also has incredibly sophisticated targeting from an advertiser's perspective. And I know it's been, I think, probably actually the scapegoat, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg going to Congress, the, the hours upon hours that he was interviewed, um, and that, you know, they've been criticized about privacy, etc. But let's be honest, as advertisers, being very selfish, we absolutely love it because Facebook knows so much about its users and what they do and what they're interested in, it makes their advertising incredibly powerful. So if you decided that your product or service is for, say, for instance, women who are 60 years plus, who live in Texas, love horror movies and love knitting, you can find them on Facebook. and. I think you would struggle to find them anywhere else, you know, that kind of level of accuracy. So Facebook has got the reach, it's got the targeting. And thirdly, for me, it feels like a more level playing field than a lot of other advertising is. You know, traditionally, if you were going to advertise on TV, you've got to have immense budgets for the production side and then the the media buying. So you've got to be a big guy already to be advertising even press to a certain extent has always been sort of fairly expensive. You've getting returns, obviously that's fine, but it's always been fairly expensive. For me, Facebook feels like there's much more of a level playing field. Um, if you're clever, if you're canny, if you know your audience and you know what resonates with them and you use the language that they're using, you can jump out of that news feed and you can do it for literally dollars per day. It doesn't have to cost, cost the earth. And I love that you gave an example of targeting because um, something else that I think that we could touch on in Facebook ads is um, the ability to, if you aren't sure of your audience and you're trying to find additional things that they're interested in, Facebook gives you the power to do that. So if you know, like maybe your target market is 65 plus and they live in Dallas, Texas, but you don't know, you only have one interest, like um, maybe they want to lose weight for example, if you don't know anything else about them, can you talk a little bit about how people could go and use Facebook to research more and learn more about their client? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things to say about that. First of all, there's a great tool on Facebook called Audience Insights, and that allows you to go in. It's a free tool to use, 
and you can go in and just put keywords in and then research, see how many people, first of all, how many people there are that follow that interest by region, by demographic, etc. But also then it will also suggest, Facebook suggests other Facebook pages that these people like as well. So it does open up, you can go and check out other Facebook pages as well. So it's a great research tool. However, what I'm going to say as a contradiction to that is the way that Facebook is moving is it wants to make it even more easy for advertisers to advertise with it. And the way the platform is going, and I would have never would have said this um, five years ago, you know, not even two years ago, we used to spend a huge amount of time doing audience research, putting together a great big long list of who we needed to target. The way Facebook has been going and continues to move is you almost need to give Facebook a bit of headroom and to give it a little bit broader audiences for Facebook to go and find people who are going to respond to your advertising. And when you do that, I mean, essentially, Facebook wants your advertising to work. Um, they've made an amazing amount of money from providing great advertising for small businesses and mopping up lots and lots of small ad campaigns that add up to billions of dollars. They want your ad to work. So if you give them a little bit more headroom, don't be too kind of obsessed with finding all of those keywords. By all means, do the research. Give Facebook a little bit of headroom. Let it go and find your customers for you. Awesome. And that, that leads me to my next question, which is, you know, some people are intimidated to create an ad. They don't know what kind of ad, which will be better. And, um, you know, there, there are reasons that Facebook will deny or take your ad down. So can we jump into that just a little bit and talk about, you know, the best converting ads, how to create your first ad and just, you know, things to think about as you're, as you're going through that process. That's a huge subject. (laughs) And I literally could talk about it probably for weeks. Um, Excuse me. So the first thing before you start running a Facebook ad is you just need to ask yourself, what do you want your ad to achieve? Do you want someone to watch a video? Do you want someone to click on your ad and go to your website? Do you want someone to start a conversation with you in Messenger? Do you want them to make a purchase? And you pick one objective. And it's a little bit like training a dog. You would never say to a dog, sit, stand, roll over, juggle, you know, shake my hand. You'd never do all of those because the dog's just going to look at you really, really confused. Facebook's really quite straightforward. Understand what your objective is. Pick one objective that you want right now and tell Facebook that's what you want. And it's when... I mean, we can then kind of like dive into boosting posts against using Facebook Ad Manager. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The, the problem with boosting posts, and it's not per se I have a problem with boosting posts. I just think Facebook's made it a little bit too easy for people to advertise on the platform. And therefore, it's actually really, really easy to waste money as well because you're not thinking through what you want the objective. So I would always, always say, if it's a, even if it's a simple campaign, Get stuck into Ad Manager. Just go and have a play. You can actually set up an ad and not publish it, so you're not going to spend any money. You can just go and have a play in there. But as you set your ad up, ask yourself, what is the one objective I want from this? And then just tell Facebook that's what you want. And it will go away and it will find people that will fit that objective. So let's say, for instance, you wanted to target these um, horror watching 60 plus year old women in Texas who also like knitting, you're going to think, well, actually, what, what do I want her to do? Do I want her to watch a video? So you pick that objective. Facebook will go out to the pool of all those relevant people and it will show your ad 
to people who are more likely to watch videos. If you want someone to click on an ad and go to your website, it will look at that big pool of people and it will only show your ad to the people that are most likely to click on an ad and go, and go to a website and so on. So you just need to be really, really clear about your objective up front. And then that stops people being disappointed when they say, oh, my Facebook ad didn't work. Well, what are you trying to achieve? Well, I want to get people to my website. Well, then why are you running a video view <laughs> campaign? What do you want it to do? So that would be my first, first thing. And I think probably the biggest mistake I see with people setting up their own ads is either trying to trick the system or play the system. Just tell Facebook what you want. It wants your ads to work. Awesome. And that's really because that comes down to strategy and you're really ultimately understanding your sales funnel. So, you know, the first, I always refer to a sales funnel as breadcrumbs. Like the first thing you want them to do is to get to know you a little bit. And so if you go out and you're, you're like, Hey, buy my stuff, which you see all the time in Facebook ads, buy this now. You haven't earned the right for them to purchase that from you yet. And so I really like that you dove into some other options, like watch a video, sign up for my newsletter, grab my freebie, um, whatever that would look like. Um, so on that note, and I know this is probably a very deep subject, but can you give us maybe the top few reasons that you have seen that Facebook ads, uh, get rejected or that Facebook is like, nope, can't do that. And I know there are some simple ones that I'm aware of, but I would love for you to just share, you yeah. know, the things that you see that you have to go back and fix that you can actually save them some time by having them avoid doing that in the first place. Okay. So the first biggie is using negativity in your advertising. Facebook ultimately, as much as it wants your advertising revenue and that pays for Facebook, Facebook understands that if people have a bad experience on Facebook, they're not going to come back. And if they use, uh, lose their users to the plethora of other social media platforms out there, they're going to lose their business. So the first objective of Facebook is to make sure that their end users are happy. So if you use overly negative language in your ads and therefore Facebook feels like someone's going to have a bad experience by seeing your ad, the best case scenario is that either the ad won't show or it will cost you a lot more money because it's, it's a bidding system. So Facebook ads don't cost a certain amount of money. It's supply, it's demand, it's how good your ads are depending on how much you pay for them. If it deems your ad to be negative, it's going to cost you more money or it's going to reject your ad. Then there are, some, um, there are some areas that are kind of red flags to Facebook, things like weight loss advertising. Obviously, people can get very, very sensitive about weight loss. So you have to be, you can get weight loss approved on there, but it's a really sensitive subject and you've got to be very, very careful not of using negative language or of making claims that you can't guarantee or can't be deemed to guarantee. So things like lose five pounds in five days, or if it's in a business ad, double your business revenue in 12 weeks or something like that. Because Facebook says, you can't guarantee that everyone is going to get that result. Therefore, that's false advertising. And so they will stop your ad from running on that one. Um, you've then got things like too much text on your image. Facebook doesn't want the, the newsfeed to look like a classified ad section. And so it gets quite funny about the text on there. Now, there are lots and lots that Facebook rejects. Anything that looks political, anything that looks like network marketing or multi-level marketing, obviously anything that is, um, you know, guns, pharmaceuticals, um, 
anything like that, then they're, they're, that's an absolute no-no. But for, you know, Facebook is quite sensitive. And I think as long as you understand that your ad needs to add something to the newsfeed, some kind of positivity, some kind of value, it's much easier to get your ads approved. Now, the other thing to bear in mind is if you're a new advertiser, you're far more likely to get your ads rejected as well. And it could be you could have written a great ad that ticks all of the boxes, but you're a brand new advertiser and they're going to reject it anyway. Don't be afraid to ask for a review just because it's rejected. I mean, I, I run lots of Facebook ads and I quite often get Facebook ads rejected. I just put them into review and then within 12, 24 hours, they're normally approved. Very, very unlikely that, that they aren't. So. Don't be afraid just because it's rejected once. Don't be, if you think it ticks all the boxes, don't be afraid to go back and ask for a review. Great advice. Cause I think that will stop, you know, that does stop people in their tracks, especially if they're new, they're like, Oh my gosh, what are we doing wrong? I can't get this right. Yeah. Um, so I love that you shared that with them. Now, um, a lot of times I'll talk, uh, I, I'm a big proponent of tracking whether or not your advertising is working because I don't want people spending money on things that just don't work. Yep. And so can we talk a little bit about analytics and how you can decide, you know, whether or not your ad is working? And I know part of that is the objective, but what are some things that you can take a look at as a, as a Facebook advertiser and a small business to ensure that, you know, you're moving in the right direction and that your ad is working and that sort of thing? Sure. It's, it's, it depends on what industry you're in and what you're doing. And there are certain industries that it's far easier to track because there's, there's more, as you say about your sales funnel, there's more tangible breadcrumbs along the way. So things like e-commerce, it's much easier to track the return on investment you get. And actually, Facebook has got, if you're selling things online, Facebook has got one of its metrics as um, website ROAS, R-O-A-S, return on ad spend. So to give you an example, I've got an e-commerce client who's an online optician. They, they manufacture glasses and send out sort of prescription glasses. It's really straightforward. With the right um, tracking on your website, so by adding the Facebook pixel to your website, we're able to, tra to track people from clicking on an ad or viewing an ad through to the pages that they're landing on and the actions they're taking through the website. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am far, far stronger on Facebook advertising than I am on Google Analytics. But you can use um, unique URLs and your ads and UTMs to also track. So what that does is it, it sends a, a piece of information to Google Analytics as well to say, this is who sent you this, you know, this Facebook sent you this from this ad. So you can also get, um, track them through Google Analytics as well. Now, obviously, that's great if you're e-commerce. If you're not e-commerce or you're not selling things online, perhaps you are a high street store or you're a restaurant or you're a service-based business, then yes, it definitely does get more tricky. And it does come down to, as you said at the beginning of the question, it comes down to your objectives and what your KPIs around an ad are. And in regards to that, I would say, I mean, one probably the second biggest mistake that I see people make is, is sending a Facebook ad out in isolation. They'll do one ad and it doesn't work in their, you know, because they, you know, it decided it hadn't worked. It didn't bring them loads of sales. Therefore, Facebook advertising doesn't work. And the way I kind of describe it is if, say, for instance, you put a classified ad in a local newspaper, it landed on someone's doormat, they flicked through it, they had a read through it. There's hundreds of pieces of different content in there, different ads, etc. There's lots in there to have a read through. They pause on your ad. And then they put it in the recycling bin. 
Now, what's the likelihood in a week's time of them being able to remember your company name after all the pieces of information they got from that newspaper that day and every other newspaper or every other media touch point that they have ever since? So the secret source is on Facebook is not about doing that one ad in isolation. It's about following up. It's about retargeting. It's about using your Facebook pixel to go back and be in that person's newsfeed more regularly so that when they are ready to make a purchase or come to your restaurant, that they can do that. Now, there's obviously other things that you can do as well. You can do things like special offers. Um, you can bring people in that way. Um, there was quite, um, quite a nifty little one that we did. Now, I'm not running this now, so I'm quite happy to share it. If anyone else wants to steal this idea, you're absolutely more than welcome to. Um, but I used to run some advertising for an online chef company. So they would, you book a chef and they come around to your house, bring the food, cook, clean, do the washing up and disappear off and you can have a lovely dinner party with your friends. And what we knew was people were booking this when it was a, a big, okay, not all of us can afford a personal chef day in, day out, but we might be able to afford one for a big birthday. So we might have someone in on our 20th, 30th, 40th, 50th birthdays, etc. So what we did was we ran an evergreen campaign on Facebook. And this is how you can get nifty with Facebook. And I've kind of gone off a little, gone off on tangent a little bit from the question, but I'll come back to it. We run an, ran an ad to people who had a birthday in the following months. We knew that they were booking it between a month and three months in advance. So say for instance, we were running the ad, um, we're recording this in, in March. So say for instance, we were running this ad in March. We would be targeting um, people who had a birthday in April, May, and June. And then we were also laying it with their age. So we were only targeting people who were 29 years old, 39, 49, 59, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, etc. And they would, you know, those people would only ever see that ad once in 10 years. <laughs> and it, it was absolutely great. Got great engagement, got great people um, following up on it. And going back to your question about tracking, this was the only place that they were seeing this ad so that we knew we could track the digital footprint of them. But when they picked up the phone and they had a special offer that we, we followed up with, we knew exactly where this came from because this was the only place that we could do this kind of targeting. So a very long answer to that question, but really it comes down to, first of all, being, you know, try and just think about how you can mark those breadcrumbs along the way and how you can track them so that you're getting a return. Um, if you can do some nifty things online, like that birthday campaign, go for something like that. If you're a physical bricks and mortar, can, you know, can you, is there any special offers or a coupon or some secret password that they can come in and they get a free cookie with their coffee or something like that that would be my advice on trying to track the actual effectiveness on the ad on bringing people through the door that is a brilliant marketing strategy by the way that's the uh, benefits of having an expert in the field folks <laughs> if you're listening to that great strategy she just had there um that she shared with you for free so you talked a little bit about the Facebook pixel and I know in the past the Facebook pixel was a little bit confusing. So I know it's very easy to find and install now, but can we just talk a little bit about some people may not even know what that term means. They may not know, you know, what is the Facebook pixel? Where do I put it? How does it work? Um, so can we just do kind of an overview of what that is, where they find it and how it, how it actually helps you track what you're doing? So essentially what the Facebook pixel is, it's a tiny piece of kind of invisible code that lives on your website and it tracks people that come to your website. 
So it can track sort of general website visitors, but also you can tell Facebook Pixel, you can identify specific events that you want to track as well. So say for instance, you wanted to track people who went to a certain page or people who took certain actions. So um, easiest example is again in e-commerce, if someone you views content, views different products, you can track them. If they then add it to their cart, you can track those people. If they initiate checkout, if they actually purchase, you know, and that goes for whether it's a physical good or whether it's like a digital download or, or something like that. So essentially it's, it's a piece of tracking. It's a tiny little uh, piece of code that tracks people that come to your website. Now, why would you want to use it? Well, first of all, this is the secret source of Facebook. It does allow you to retarget people who've been to your website and taken a certain action. So great one of things like cart abandons or people that have come to read a specific blog post or watch a video that's on your website. You can then retarget people with the next logical piece of content that moves them along that customer journey with you. Now, you generate the Facebook pixel within Facebook and the ad manager, and it's placed um, up. I'm not a web designer, <laughs> but it's placed between your head tags on your website. You can either do that manually yourself if you use something like WordPress, um, or there's lots of plugins. Um, one I was using very recently was called Pixelcat, but I'm in no way affiliated to it, but it was very, very easy to use. Um, but I would definitely recommend it um, to put it on your website. The sooner you get it on the website, the, the sooner you're collecting data of people that are visiting. So the sooner you can retarget. Perfect. And so we've talked, we've, we've mentioned retargeting a little bit um, during this interview, but I'm not sure. I think that's an area of confusion for people. They don't understand what retargeting is or the power of retargeting. So can we dive into that a little bit? Yeah, sure. It can be as simple as, um, again, going back into this analogy when I was talking about the newspaper ad and how you've got one ad in this newspaper, the person puts it in the recycling bin, and then they're trying to remember on kind of like memory recall a week later, they're not going to remember it. Well, can you imagine that ad like magically, like um, the phoenix from the flames coming out of the newspaper, floating out of your recycling bin and landing on your worktop or even better in your back pocket? Well, that's essentially what Facebook retargeting is. If someone sees an ad, engages with an ad, goes to your website, does something on your website, uh, you know, retargeting doesn't even have to be from your website. It can be from video views on Facebook. It can be from engagement on Facebook. But it means that you can get in front of them again. So it's not just hoping that they remember you a week later. You can make sure that you either put, as I said, put the next logical piece of content in front of them or you just stay on their radar. It, it, there's lots of different marketing statistics out there, how many touch points it takes before someone makes a decision. Some people take, say it's seven, some 12. As media is getting more fragmented and life is getting busier, it's probably going to be even more than that. And we've got, you know, memories the, the size of goldfish and we forget things after two seconds. You need to be back in people's eyeline. You need to be reminding them. The likelihood that they're going to want your service right here, right now, or product right here, right now, when they're on Facebook is very, very small, but it's about getting back in front of them, retargeting them, getting back to them so that when they are ready, they'll buy it again. Or you can get sort of quite clever and, you know, kind of, I know a lot of people still think it's a bit like witchcraft. I'll have like my mum saying, 
oh, I was on um, Marks and Spencer's, very English shop, I was on Marks and Spencer's website looking at these pairs, pair of trousers, and then I was on Facebook and I saw the same pair of trousers. It must be witchcraft. We need to go and, I don't know, throw them in a lake and burn them or stick them on a spike or something. You know, There must be some kind of match, uh, witchcraft or magic going on there. It's retargeting, it's dynamic ads, it's putting the same product in front of you again and reminding you, it's saying, hey, can't abandon, hey, did you forget to buy this? So, you know, retargeting can be really simple. It can be far more complex like the dynamic retargeting, but it's definitely the secret source on using Facebook advertising. So we touched a little bit on um, retargeting is super uh, powerful. And so I just want to mention that at the end of that piece of there, I might sometimes I jump into the next thought. <laughs> but yes, retargeting is probably the most powerful thing you can do with Facebook advertising. Would you agree? Yeah, it's brilliant. She's nodding. It's great. It's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't see that, but I'm nodding. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but I think, you know, if people are not intimidated by Facebook ads, they may have tried them and they, you know, maybe run a couple ads and they didn't have them work. But can you talk about a little bit some of the big mistakes you see with people making people making with Facebook advertising and that, you know, if they just would tweak one or two things that they would see massive results and a whole lot better traction. Yeah. And, and probably repeating myself a bit it is working out what your objective is. Um, and secondly, thinking about what next, if someone engages with this piece of content, what next, what am I going to show them now? that's going to move them along my customer journey. And yes, that does, you know, I'd love to say you can just sit there and just stick a Facebook ad out and it's a magic wand and it will make all your dreams come true. I love it. If that were the case, I'd be living in the Caribbean now. No, it's going to take a little bit more thinking, but let me tell you, there are very few companies out there that are taking the time to think about it. It's not rocket science. You just need to go into it thinking, this is my objective. This is what I want to achieve right here, right now. But having achieved this, this is my next step. So how am I going to follow up? How am I going to move them through that customer journey? How am I going to start a conversation with them? How am I going to get them to download a coupon? Or how am I going to, you know, how am I can bring them further along that journey? Um, so I'm afraid it's not a simple answer. It's more of a theoretical prepare, know what you want to achieve, and then go and have a play. So could we walk through an example? Let's say um, here we have a lot of breweries here, which I, I assume is very similar to a pub, which, which you guys have. And so say you have a local pub and they're wanting to bring in people, you know, within a five mile radius. What would be an ad? Like, what would that look like for them? So maybe their first ad is come in and get a free appetizer. People download that. They show it on their phone or whatever. But how, what's the next step in the advertising world? Okay, so obviously first up is the challenge of getting them through the door in the first place. And there's lots of things that you can be doing. You know, I talked about the chef um, and you could just do sort of like a general birthday, get in front of them, say, hey, I know it's your birthday coming up. Or, you know, kind of have to be careful about the language so it's not too stalkerish. But you can kind of to get them through the front door in the first place with special, special offers, etc. The next thing I'd actually say, and this is probably contradictory to what you think I was going to say, but I would definitely be looking at other touch points that I can connect with them on. So yes, can I get their data? Can I get their email? So can I add them onto an email list? Um, because email isn't dead. Okay, open rates are much, much lower than they were, but you know, it's not dead. 
The secondary benefit to having an email list as well is you can take your email list and you can upload it to Facebook and create a custom audience. So they might get a special offer or a Valentine's Day promotion or a Mother's Day you know, special meal or something coming in their email inbox. They're doing lucky if they're getting a 20% open rate, but then they're also saying, seeing the same promotion on Facebook as well. So even if they saw the email, they're, it's, they're getting a secondary touch point on Facebook as well. So it starts to feel kind of omnipresent. It starts to feel like, oh, everywhere I look, there's this great restaurant down the road or I went for my birthday. And actually, isn't it your birthday come, coming up as well? So in answer to your question, yes, I would be looking to retarget them on Facebook, but I'd also be looking at other ways that I can connect with them as well. So it feels like in a very kind of gentle, consistent way, I am everywhere that they look. That's exactly what I wanted you to say. So thank you for going down the pathway there. <laughs> and then the other thing I want to mention is that there are really multiple places on both Facebook and Instagram that you can advertise. It's not just in the newsfeed. So would you just touch on those a little bit? Yeah. Um, I have quite a few people say to me when they're first setting an ad up that they will go in and they will. So there's three main platforms, although, you know, this will change with um, WhatsApp bringing advertising in as well. Um, well. I suppose four really. Facebook, Messenger, um, Instagram, and Audience Network that you can advertise. And then within those, there are different placements as well. And, you know, I have people saying, oh, well, I always take Audience Network out. I always remove that from there. My advice is Facebook wants your ad to work. Just let it go, you know, just let it go away and run its magic view. Don't overcomplicate it when you don't need to. When you're starting to run ads, just let it run everywhere. I've had some ads do phenomenally well on Audience Network. So what Audience Network is, just to explain in case you don't know, it's third-party websites that aren't owned or controlled by Facebook. So it's like a network of websites. Um, I see mine, I've got an Android phone, and people roll their eye at me. I know, I'm going to go back to iPhone. I was just, we had a falling out. <laughs> but I've got Bixby on my Android, Android phone, and I have a look at the news every day, and I see ads coming up in my literal news feed on Bixby. And then when I click on them, it's redirecting me via, via Facebook ads. So even though it isn't a Facebook ad platform, Facebook are putting ads into other places as well. Now, the determinant of where they go depends on the targeting. So if you said, I want to target those women 60 plus into horror and into knitting, it will go and find her wherever she is. Is she that brand loyal to Facebook that she's, if your ad is brilliant, is she going to be upset that she's seen it on Instagram or she's seen it um, on a different place? But don't worry too much about it. Run your ads. Then by all means, go back in and have a look where you're getting your results from. Um, yes, there are some of the placements you need very specific ad dimensions. You know, if you want to add, run things like Instagram stories, that type of thing. Yes, you're going to have to create something specific for that. But if you're intimidated by Facebook advertising anyway, don't worry about going down that rabbit hole at the moment. Create yourself an ad, put it out there, and then retrospectively go back and look where it performed well. If Instagram is going great guns for you, probably Instagram stories will go really great guns. Then Google how to create an Instagram story ad. And it's very straightforward. It's just a different dimension, essentially. It's just different ad sizes. But don't overcomplicate it when you're just starting out. Some really good points there. And I, I don't think um, there is, a, sometimes when we're in the field, we think people understand that the reach that you can have with Facebook advertising. So I'm really glad you walked the audience through that because I don't think they understand that 
when you run Facebook ads, you can literally be everywhere. And um, that's really, really powerful because you may not realize, Facebook is smart enough to realize, but you may not realize that, yes, somebody's reading, you know, the, the New York Times on their phone and they're going to see your ad and it's going to direct them back. So I really like that you pointed that out. But I also like that um, the setting them up for success by just saying, just do it. Because I think a lot of times people are afraid to start Facebook advertising because there just is a lot of trepidation around it. So is there anything else you would like to add that maybe I didn't ask about that comes up in your neck of the woods that would be helpful to the audience? I suppose going back again to not being intimidated by social media and not being intimidated by Facebook ads. You know, okay, Facebook has been around for 16 years now, so it's not the new kid on the block anymore, but I do understand it can be quite intimidating and quite overwhelming when, you know, it's your ad budget and you need it to work for you. Um, but just to kind of, I suppose, just to relax and to put it in context that it isn't actually anything new. You know, we were told that TV was going to kill radio. And no, it hasn't. Radio has just evolved and radio has become digital radio and it's become podcasting. And yes, there's still, you know, analog, there's still traditional radio as well. Uh, then we were told the internet was going to kill TV and it hasn't killed TV at all. It's just TV has evolved and we've now got these huge kind of on-demand giants TV watching has changed and we've got things like YouTube so user generated video as well and social media isn't anything new social media is essentially the campfire that we were huddling around when we were in bear skins with clubs whacking each other on the, on the head it's just a different platform to reach other people and you as a business you as a brand it's just about finding your right cramp campfires on Facebook and about engaging in the right way there, just using authentic language and being honest and, and true to your brand and building your tribe. And just, just advertising is essentially doing that on steroids. It's just reaching those campfires much, much quicker. But it, it's not anything new and it really doesn't need to be that intimidating. Well, I am so grateful that you spent time with us. There's a huge time difference between Sam and I, so it was really um, very generous of her to fit me into her end of her day. And so I really appreciate you being here, and I would love for you to share just a couple of links where the audience can find you and the best way to connect. Okay, so the two places people can come and find me are predominantly on Facebook, and I'm more than happy to connect personally, so come and find... Um, I think I'm Samantha Pilling, <laughs> although no one calls me Samantha, but I'm Samantha Pilling on Facebook or come and find me at Bite Me Marketing. Um, I also hang out quite a bit on LinkedIn as well. So I'm happy to connect in either or both those places. And if anyone's got any questions, please, uh, please feel free to you know, ping me a direct message and I'll be more than happy to answer them. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been a wonderment of knowledge and I'm sure people are going to love this. And I'm hoping um, that it will cause people to ask more, some questions so that we can have you back. So I appreciate you being here. And I know it's, um, you've got places to run. So thanks so much for your time. And we will hopefully see you soon for another episode. In the meantime, have a great week. And I will see you next week. Take care. Just a quick reminder, don't forget to grab that free ideal client worksheet that will help you map out who your ideal client is, where they're hanging out, and how you can connect with them better so that you can quit 
fretting about your marketing, get out of the overwhelm and start attracting the clients that you want to work with that will pay you and grow your business. You can grab that at alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client. 